by most people's accounts, Mike Pence destroyed Kamala Harris in the vice presidential debate. We're going to get in depth about it. We're going to give our overview. And then we're going to get into where things are at right now on the campaign trail for both candidates, Joe Biden and Donald Trump, certain metrics that we've looked at, certain polls that we've looked at. And then we're going to discuss the first day of the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing for the confirmation of Trump's Supreme Court pick, Amy Coney Barrett. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Go on over to Twitter. Follow us at Hanging With Apes. Go on over to our website. That's HangingWithApes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music, go to any major music streaming platform. Type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Kill Cartoon. You can follow him personally on instagram and twitter at rx phonics and once again if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop music audio apes follow us on instagram and check out our music videos on the youtubes um lots to cover today three interesting topics sort of interconnected what a year it's been what growth have we seen since like just this crazy political year people are talking politics people are talking culture people are listening to us like it's just it's crazy a lot of information so again thank you all for sharing it's been quite the year and we still have a lot to cover a lot to do um so now that that's out of the way what should we discuss first? Should we discuss Amy Coney Barrett's hearing? Should we discuss the campaign trail, the current state of the campaign trail, or should we get into what took place at the vice presidential debate? Well, let's talk about the debate since, since it passed already. And uh, good Lord, I think that that was a massacre. I think so, too. Um, question. Yeah. What'd you think of the moderator? Very, uh, definitely biased. Uh, actually, pretty. A lot of people thought that she did better than Chris Wallace. I think to a certain extent, she did, but still pretty biased. Maybe even more biased than than Chris Wallace when it came to the questions. It was just Pence disarmed her a yeah. lot better. She asked way more loaded questions than Chris Wallace. Like she asked questions that were, that were, they, them questions had a, a, a clear agenda, but when it came to Kamala Harris getting destroyed with either the answer of the original question or Pence rebuttaling, she never saved Kamala from drowning. See, Chris Wallace didn't necessarily ask loaded questions, 
But boy, did he save Joe Biden from drowning plenty of times. Yes, yes. And, and, and Pence did a very good job of pressing Kamala at the right time. Yeah. I, and, and I think that I th- that's the one thing I do think I would like to see a little bit more because the times that he would press her, she would completely lose her shit and look very irrational. Yeah. When it came to packing the Supreme Court, her answer was, there ain't no black judges. Mm-hmm. What? I asked you a question. Then he kept asking. Yeah. Kept asking. She maneuvered, maneuvered. And then when they were going to get past that portion about packing the Supreme Court, he was like, wait, hold on. Just to be on the record, she never answered my question. I asked her multiple times. Let that be on the record that she never answered my question. What's wild about that is if you remember our episode where we talk about Kamala Harris and Mike Pence <laughs> debate, we accurately predicted yes. that. We said that should be a strategy. We said, press, 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 make it clear and acknowledge that she did not answer. Yes. And he did exactly <laughs> that. Yeah, I was I was proud because I was like, man, this fucking guy. Like, cause he, he, but the thing is, he's a pretty good debater. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. He, I mean, he's... He's I I would I would say he's master class level debating like in in the realm of politicians obviously I mean he'll probably get like ate up by like a Ben Shapiro or or like a Milo Yiannopoulos but but in the realm of politicians debating amongst each other yeah I don't know if I've seen a better one no no a because performance yeah that, that was that and, and the thing that made it so good it was Mayweather esque. It reminded me, like, no, I'm not going to go for a knockout. Like, I'm just going to destroy you so bad that you're going to wish that you got knocked out. And um, time and time again. And then also controlling the moderator is very important because in a way it was like he was like, well, you asked me this. I'm going to answer it this way or I'm going to take my time. or I might not even answer right now because there was a lot of stuff that you didn't let me either say or Kamala literally twisted around. So let me make it clear. Like, one thing that he did way better than Trump was the swine flu or the yeah. H1N1. Yeah, yeah. We, he, he actually went into the numbers of it. Oh, my God. My favorite part of his debate was that part and the, the packing the, pack of the court because when he started going f- with the numbers, is it's about packaging it in a way that people can understand but also, like, showing the gravity of it. Man, when he said that, I was like, ouch. Yeah. Jesus. Because, like, Trump would say that, but the thing is he would say it kind of, well, yeah, the swine flu was way worse. H1N1, the way they handled it. Yeah. But, like. You got to break down the numbers. Exactly. You got to put on display what, like, Carl Rove does this, and, and he you see him on Fox. He was uh, uh, George Bush Jr.'s uh, campaign manager. He'll be on TV and he'll have like a dry erase board with him and like what like the points that he makes, he'll have them kind of written out in a very like simplistic kindergarten form so that people understand. And I think essentially Pence did that and it and it and it relayed very well with the audience yeah. in regards to the swine flu and how there were way more cases of the swine flu. And had it been the swine flu been as severe in terms of symptom and and effect 
as COVID-19, it would have wiped out way more people. So this dude can't say that they would have done a better job. That came across like very loud and clear. He did he did very good with that. And yeah, I agree with what you're saying. The campaign should do a better job of making those inconsistencies, highlighting those inconsistencies, yeah. I should say. Um, yeah, he did he did great when it came to that. Yep. Now, another... Did you... F- oh, go, go ahead. Well, another thing, too, is when asked about COVID-19... See, COVID-19 is always going to be harder for anybody, no matter what the party is. Not COVID-19, but like a situation like COVID-19 uh, for the people going through it because you're the one that's being criticized. Yeah. And you're the one that that's there. Unfortunately for you, that's not great, right? Because like without COVID-19, this would be w- way different election year oh yeah way different there would be no competition with COVID-19 it's a different response you're the 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 camp you're the you're the incumbent so it's it's different now way way different what he did better than Trump I feel was he immediately said when when she was like oh the response was bad the response was you can't talk about the people that were in the front lines what we did what the people did really and all the work that they put in I felt that that was kind of a Joe Biden-esque way of putting it. Like yeah. the way Joe Biden handled certain things with Trump, even though Trump beat him, Joe Biden did appeal a little bit towards the empathy part mm-hmm. of things. And I think you said that last time we, we broke down that debate. And I think Pence did that with that answer for COVID-19. Yeah. Listen, let's not just bulldoze over the work that people put in and went really in a situation that was dangerous in, in, in the in the way that we don't know what this is. Like imagine being a nurse. Imagine being a doctor during this time. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Exactly. And it was a an amazing mobilization. So he he did that better than Trump did too, I think. Yeah. So kudos to him. Were there any moments where you feel like Kamala Harris landed a punch? Oh um, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Hmm not really, no. no. I I really, I think it's because she didn't. Yeah, yeah, she didn't land any punches in that debate. Yeah, and what was a little bit concerning, and I would have been pretty disappointed uh, if I was in 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 in, in her uh, camp. Was why does he have you on your toes? Why why is that? Like you're supposed to take the fight. Like when you're the champion, right? In this case, the incumbents, right? You're the ones who won. You have to take the fight to them. He was literally all fight. Like she would try and say something. And then he would just turn it around and then press, press, press. At no point did she have control. And then when he would get her off her rocker, like, like, or get her off her, her comfort zone, she would either come out as really sassy or also come out as like stupid. Like really, like, yeah. like, like, I, like. For example, the packing to the court—that was a very stupid response. Oh, just letting you know that there's no black justices. Who no, asked no, no, that? No, that there are. <laughs> no, there, there are black justices. Where she said that out of the, the oh yeah, three hundred federal judges that that Trump appointed, no. that that none of them are black. Which I laughed when she said that because I was like. I don't think there's one person 
other than you that thought ever thought about this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and so it's one of those things where he was landing shots, but the issue is that she set herself up for a lot of of the stuff. Like for instance, when she brought up her record, and I and I thought to myself, Mother of God, like you do know, like you must be. That's how detached you are from what people are talking about, because amongst like pundits that aren't like from the mainstream media and people on the ground level floor that are really talking about this stuff, your record and your inconsistencies throughout your career are very much talked about. Why the fuck would you bring that up? But but then I now that I sit back and I think about it, she's detached. So she probably didn't even know or think that he was going to be able to flip that around. Because I don't know if you remember, but like her face was like, what? Oh, shit. Like, and the nervous laugh that came with that yeah, too. Like, like she didn't think that that, that, that was going to happen. She didn't think that he was going to press her on packing the court. Which for anybody out there that doesn't know what packing the court is, if you've heard that phrase... Right now, as it currently stands, the highest office, if you will, of the judicial branch is the Supreme Court. And there are currently nine seats. It's an odd number. And it's an odd number so that, that you know, when there is a vote, one side that votes yay or nay, yes or no, for that particular issue can have a majority. You, you're not going to get a tie. Well, with it being nine Supreme Court justices, this notion has been brought up. Really, I've been hearing it since Trump's been in office that a Democratic president would pack the court in the sense that move towards putting more seats on the court. So they said anywhere between 13 to 15 seats. Yeah. So it'd be 13 or 15. And then if the Democrats have the Senate, they would vote to confirm that. And now that particular president essentially has six Supreme Court picks that he can pick. And if the Democrats have the Senate, they'll confirm them all. And boom, you, you, you've you just flipped the court and you've given yourself the majority. Uh, it's essentially what Mike Pence said so eloquently at the debate is you can't win fairly. So you want to change the rules. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. That's really no different than this notion that's out there. It's pretty radical notion, but there's a notion out there circulating of getting rid of the electoral college, which for every listener that we have on this show, any follower that we have on Twitter, anybody that just you know our friends or 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 whatever just a random person that just happens upon what i'm saying right now if they are not willing right now which they're not as we currently record this episode kamala harris joe biden neither one of them are willing to answer the question whether or not if in the event joe biden gets elected he'll pack the supreme court if they're not willing to answer that, 
what else are they willing to do? Because them not answering that is essentially saying that Biden answered it. He said the the people don't have the right to know that's not what I'm going to do. Right, but I mean that's not I mean that's an awful that's an awful rationale, but that's yeah. still not an answer. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And no, so he's basically saying fuck you. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I am. Mean, that's like an awful way to treat yeah. the American people, but but the point that I'm I'm making here is that if they are not willing to be clear and concise about that, which essentially means that they will pack the, the Supreme Court. One can assume reasonably that they will pack the Supreme Court. Are they are is one to also assume that they'll get rid of the electoral college? Is one to assume that they'll move You get what I'm saying? Like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things at play here that I just hope people are are aware about and, you know, they make rational decisions based off of, like, what we're seeing and what the reality is. Now, quick question. Do you think that doing something like, like that, packing the court, do you think that sets the president forward where Republicans now— We'll start trying to take that route when it's their turn. Oh well, we'll pack it too. Yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely does. the The problem with that, though, is, I mean, you could essentially making a move like that so extreme could essentially alternate the country. You could make it where you change it to a dictatorship. Like you don't know like so so a press a precedence is one thing, but will there ever be will there ever be a shot? Like for instance, there was this this um one hypothesis of of a Biden win and 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 him getting the Senate where they could move to bring in 12 million illegals give them all citizenship and now the right wing would never win an election again in the country you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um because when you are when you already see that you have the dna of the democratic party that is extreme that is radical that is essentially communist like what we know about these class of politicians throughout the history of the world is that they're willing to do stuff because they want to do it and they're not really going to check in with the people like if whatever it, it takes for them whatever essentially yes whatever it takes so that's that's the issue but the flip side of it is that amongst Many focus groups that I've read in on from different pollsters and different things, this does seem to be amongst the number one issues right now in terms of criticisms towards Biden because because they won't answer that question. Well, and they've yeah. been pressed on it. Members of the campaign have been pressed on it. Like You showed me a video earlier from Jake Tapper where he's pressing a member of, of Biden's campaign. Kamala Harris has been pressed on it and Joe Biden has been pressed on it and you still haven't gotten an answer. Uh, another question, I thought, and we discussed this uh, in uh, pre-production, but why now? Why? Because when Jake Tapper talked to the uh, one of the campaign members for Biden's camp, he really was pressing hard. Like I was like, wait, does he know that that's the Biden camp? <laughs> or 
Like, I don't know. Because he, he wouldn't let up. Yeah. He would not let up. And then at the end, even like the little, uh, what he said, he's like, oh, all right, cool. Well, you're just going to sidestep the question. So, I mean, that was whatever your answer was. It was really just a sidestep. Like, he really made an emphasis on that. Like, yeah, you didn't answer. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? Like, I, it's just shocking to me that Jake Tapper would all of a sudden just take that route. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Jake Tapper is uh is is Jake Tapper is practicing Darwinism and he wants to survive. <laughs> I think I think what you're going to start to see from the mainstream media as we get closer to the election day and as their flow of information becomes more and more clear for them and like they know what they're working with and they're seeing because make no mistake about it these people have resources so if you and i are able to access certain information imagine what information they're able to access now what what we have that they don't is the perspective that there's a very different perspective and that's why you should tune in every tuesday to listen to our perspective on hanging with apes but this per- perspective is different. If I can access Frank Lunt's uh, uh, focus groups and survey groups, so can they. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And so I think what Jake Tapper is doing in the sense of what I said survival is they may be starting to see something on the horizon that doesn't make them feel so confident in the shit that they've been saying as of recent with Biden being ahead in the polls yeah. and what some of the polls are saying. And I, well, let, let, let's put that issue aside for now. Let's get back to the debate because that, that's like a whole thing when we get into the campaign trail segment. Yeah. Uh, and like, I don't want to, I don't want to like muddy the topics. Um, my take on the debate with, with Kamala Harris and, and Mike Pence I, I agree with everything you said. I don't think Kamala landed a punch. Um, I think Mike Pence executed great strategy. He knew, he always knew how to counter. And I use, I like the tactic that he used in whenever he was cut off on the previous question, he would take time on the current question yes. or the current answer rather to address the previous thing. Yeah. And what was so badass about that is if you look at it, it is it essentially gave the audience like time for that last question to marinate. Yes. And then now you're kind of getting like the information that your brain is seeking. You yeah. like you didn't move on from like what your brain is still trying to work out. Fucking Jedi mind trick. Really. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. Uh that was that was pretty that was pretty badass. It was it was so hilarious. After the debate on Twitter, uh, one of one of the 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 my followers on Twitter, uh, he's gay because in his his handle is like something like gay Trump supporter or whatever the case, yeah. and he's like he's like Mike Pence did so good, I'm ready to go to conversion therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, you said it, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> but that You're shit, was, shit. that shit was pretty funny. Um, you know it's bad when all you got. From the news was look at the fly, look at the fly, the fly's there. Oh man, that fly knew where the shit was. That's yeah. all you heard. 
Stupid. was a fly. Well, why why would why would mainstream media focus on a fucking fly? Well, because you have nothing else. Yeah. It was a massacre. It was bad. Telemundo came out with a poll who won the debate. And this was actually, he did better than Trump with Biden. It was 74 to 26. Wow. Within a couple hours, they were like, yeah, this is probably not good. And they took it off. They took it off their Twitter handle. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I thought... I thought that that tactic was was pretty awesome that he applied like the the way that he answered questions and taking his time where he needed to and where he saw fit and then obviously pressing her was was real good. And what was badass is that there were only really two questions that he didn't answer. Everything yeah. else he answered very decisively. The one question that he didn't answer cuz people were like well, he's not answering the question. Well, no, he is. Like, he's taking time to address the previous thing. But then the second half of the answer, he, he addresses what, like, is currently being asked. The only two things he didn't answer are things that really, one, I think people can safely assume what he would say. And the other one, I don't even know why it was a question. One was about, like, what would you do if, Essentially, it was along the lines of, are you ready to be president in the event that the president croaks? Well, yeah, that's my job. So, like, why are we even like, so he didn't even address that because that it's that's like, and then Kamala went into like this long winded ass story about, oh, and and, oh, and then she (laughs) virtue signaled like, and it was a Zoom call. Like, we didn't meet in person. He Zoom called me. It's like, all right, calm down. But it, it made her look super fake and, and, and Mike Pence going about it was like very like alpha. Like, yeah, that's my job. Like I don't we don't like need to what, discuss what this. is what is this question? And and then the other one that I thought was funny that he totally didn't answer was in the event of Roe versus Wade being overturned, yeah. What would he like to see Indiana do? Because that's his state. And he just went into something else. I don't remember exactly what he went into, but he went into something else. Well, yeah. Motherfucker, you know what he what he's on. He doesn't want that shit. Yeah, that and also like you don't like this has nothing to you do know we live in a republic, so this is a non answer. This has nothing to do with in the end. I'm the vice president. Whatever the republic wants to do, whatever state wants to do. So so and that's the thing, like in debates you also have to catch yourself when it comes to these trivialities that really at the end of the day don't fucking matter. No, because you end up wasting you end up wasting time and people tune out, which is what they did with her. Because that story she told was long winded and yeah. pointless. So yeah, you, you gotta you gotta be able to catch that stuff. Um he did a very good job of highlighting her career inconsistencies. Yeah, which, I mean, she had to have known that was coming. The world had to have known that that was coming. To be honest, them throwing her out there. I mean, I don't know how they didn't see it before. And I remember us talking about it, like how if you're a Republican, Kamala Harris being Biden's running mate is like good. You think like like that's good. Um and by all accounts, it seems like seems like like we and those people were right. I really think she hurt the campaign. Yeah, I really think her being out there didn't didn't bode well for people. Um, the stuff that 
the mainstream pundits were saying really didn't stick and it really didn't make sense like when se cup from cnn was like i was appalled at his behavior what did he do like what are you talking about no okay maybe you're appalled but like nobody else agrees with you like nobody and and i've talked to a lot of people about this particular debate and 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 it's pretty much unanimous, even amongst like Democrats that I know or yeah. people that are, are are rolling with Biden on this one, that she lost that debate. So it, it really yeah. it really kind of it becomes a question of did he do enough in highlighting the platforms, because Ben Shapiro, I think, framed this pretty nicely. I was literally about to say that, Like, did, what we got with this debate is a little bit of a return to normalcy in the sense that the media doesn't have as many attacks prepared on Pence like they do on Trump. Yeah. So you take a lot, away a lot of the noise. When you take a lot, away a lot of the noise, what you get is, the real issues and what we saw on the real issues is that the democratic party as it currently stands is very hollow mm-hmm. and trump actually has a bit of a track record to run off of and they're actually touting some pretty decent stuff yeah. by by middle america's accounts you got that so now that's the last impression of a debate so now that we're getting into the realm of, well, even though Trump is cleared of COVID yeah. as of either today or yesterday, like he's he's clear of COVID, yeah. good to go. He would have been good to go and ready to go at yeah. this second debate, which we're going to get into that whole scandal. Yeah. But now they're saying, oh, well, it has to be a virtual debate. He said he won't do a virtual debate. His campaign then challenged Biden's campaign to do a debate, but without the debate commission. I don't know if they've responded. So right now, it's not looking like there's going to be a second debate. Well, there's not going to be a second debate from the debate commission, yeah. but maybe they'll do like an independent one. We don't know that. Now, So question. now you have to, well, oh, let me finish my yeah. point. Then. So now you have to ask yourself, do you have, is this a situation where you should leave that as the lasting effect and not do any more debates? Or, did you, or do you do more debates? But what were you going to say? Well, actually, yeah, you asked. In a way, you asked a question I was going to ask, which is with this being because like Pence's performance was that of that would appeal to the C-SPAN type, yeah, which is good in the yeah. sense that people that are really not like into the whole Trump show, the, show the and show all this it, shit yeah. is like, well, what the fuck is the policy? What? All right, cool. Yeah, yeah this is rational to me. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said. Does the second debate not happening? Does that hurt or help? The yeah, Trump? I mean, it, it it looks right now, it appears right now as though it may be helping because if you go off of if you go off of the 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 current polls, like if you go off of that, yeah. it looks like it it it. No, I, I, I let me. I, I that's a mistake. If you go off the current polls, it looks like it may be hurting him. Yeah. Because it's like you would want to like get get that back, get that get that ground back. Yeah. But that's going off of the polls. So how much, 
how much do we trust the polls? Like how accurate are the polls? That's that's where that's where it's tough. What I will say from a strategic standpoint is if you're not going to have a second debate, then you probably should do away with the third debate because if Trump has a second debate and he has a good performance, well decent, the ball is kind of back in your court and now you get to choose whether or not you want to do a third debate. Yeah. If you have uh if you don't have a second debate and you go straight to the final debate and you bet you perform badly, you have no room to rebound. Yeah. You don't have that third chance to like come back. So that's a tough one. But what I what I think though is I think there's a lot of internal information that we obviously don't have access to. Um the- the infamous phone call you gave me, which was hilarious. Uh, you called me and you're like, Biden's in Nevada. In Las Vegas. Yeah, Nevada. Ve- yeah, yeah, Las Vegas, Nevada, of all places, campaigning. And we've both obviously found that shit odd because why, why would you be in Las Vegas? That's your world. And literally 30 minutes or an hour after someone comes out with an article, Frank, well, Frank Luntz points out the article from Political yes. saying, can Nevada be for Trump in 2020 what Michigan was for him in 2016? Like this really unpredicted state that leans in your direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe early on in the campaign, in the campaign it would have been one thing, but like you're at the time, twenty, it was 25 days away from the election. This is precious hours. Like this doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. This doesn't make it not a lot of it doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. You have by every metric out there, you have Nevada locked. Like you have Las Vegas locked. Or are you seeing in the internals maybe you're not doing so good with Latinos as good with Latinos as as you think because and that and, and why I started to come to that conclusion is because I don't know if you've seen the pandering that went on in that Las Vegas event. They had like mariachis and all this shit going on and like chicks like with them long, them big dresses dancing and stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, this is pandering, which they do. Like we know that they do that. Yeah. But this pandering is like like specified towards Latinos. Yeah. Latinos, big population in Nevada, especially Las Vegas. So like, are they getting bad news from from the internals when it comes to that? Then we, if you if you take that same theory and you apply it to the, the Telemundo poll that we yeah. got after the Trump Biden debate, you may be in you may be into a realm where you're not you're not looking so good. Yeah, and you need that vote. Like that's not a vote that like Trump from. I mean, again you know what is it 23 22 days to the election a lot is going to be revealed then but by the metrics of the past and 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 by the numbers and the data of the past trump doesn't need that vote as much as biden needs oh yeah i mean you could start you could lose some of the swing states with with nevada yeah one of those swing states and so if the way that i looked at it is if nevada is up for grabs. Oof, that's not good for Biden. Like yeah. that that's a bad look for Biden. Another thing. After that came out, 
I think the next day, Jesse Waters on the five, he talked about he talked about polls. And it was pretty interesting what he said about polls. And I've read about this before, and I've seen YouTube videos about it before. But he talked about how a lot of these polls, they they oversample Democrats, and then they put a lot of lean Democrats into the independent column. Mm. So you're kind of getting like a skewed number to begin with. You know what I'm saying? Which doesn't really help you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But see, the thing is, it seems like they're going for the demoralizing tactic. Like they, I think they want to demoralize. The problem is, I don't think that's gonna. Happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, because you only demoralize when the person doesn't have the results. But there was a recent Gallup poll that came out that said, and and this is crazy because they said this is the highest rating that 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 poll has ever gotten. Are you better off now than you were four years ago? Yeah. And that's and remind you, we're in the midst of a pandemic. We're at like seven point something in unemployment, and fifty six percent said that they were better off now than than they were. Very high number. It's never been that. Yeah. Not only is it high, it's never been that. Then you couple the fact that most polls, most metrics have Trump right now at about a 90, like like 90 to 95 percentage approval in the in the Republican Party. Yeah. His 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 presidential job approval is is around it's like around 44 yeah which that's pretty much on par for re-election yeah you know bush was actually doing worse versus Kerry at the same time oh interesting which also shows what type of pivot the polls will, will could give you yeah. as you're going further and further into november 3rd Exactly. You don't want any of this stuff that close because no. these are the things that swing voters will be like, whoa, man. Yeah, no, I think I'll just deal with four more years. Because, exactly. you know, swing voter, I could see them saying, I'll deal with four more years. The other side is scary. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I'll, I'll deal with what I see now that's working. You know what I mean? Which is hard. It's hard. And another thing, like a lot of people are paying a lot of attention to the national polls, which you you should, but as of right now, Trump is actually doing better than where he was doing at this time in the 2016 election, according to Real Clear Politics. So you're you're getting metrics that they become a little bit hard to it, it becomes hard to conclude because it's like a lot of different numbers coming from a lot of different ways so when that happens and and these things behind the curtain get skewed well then what do you resort to you start to resort to what you see on the ground level and when it comes to the ground oh, level God. <laughs> Biden has nothing well you saw that uh clip like oh we're at one of Biden's uh rallies in Arizona nobody yeah. was there today I don't know where he was. I liked it on Twitter. 
<laughs> he was he was uh, he was giving a speech. There were Trump supporters in trucks right outside of the speech saying four more years, four more. And there was like more Trump people there or as many Trump people there as there were as there were Biden people there. Beverly Hills, Rodeo Drive, they're doing Trump parades, all these boat parades. Miami the other day, these are major cities. These are big, major cities. These are not rural areas. My dad said just going to work to to Aurora, went to get gas. There's a truck. It's a pickup truck. Trump flags everywhere. Guys just fucking like, what? This is basically in the Chicago area. People just driving with flags. Like, what, what is this? And my dad's like, yeah, these motherfuckers look like they weren't messing around, but like they, like they didn't care. They have, yeah, to see that here is a little wild, or yeah. in, th- in this vicinity. So it does, it does, it's scary in the sense that if Trump wins, what does this say? What blow does this deal to to mainstream media, and really to the polls and like the distrust, like? Will this change the dynamic of what how we look at TV and start really mobilizing towards like independent yeah. news outlets? Which I th- I think that speaks to what I said earlier about Jake Tapper and him implementing a survival tactic right now. Yeah. I I think that's what will happen because from what I've read and and different surveys that I've looked into. Trust in the mainstream media is already pretty much at like an all-time low. So you're already like on on bad ground. Even if Biden wins, that still is not going to change the fact that people don't trust you. Because a lot of people, in fact, are going to blame you that Biden won for putting out all this bad info. Because if 56% of people think that in the midst of all the shit that you've said about Trump, their lives are better than they were four years ago, like... You're not what you're saying is not matching the result of what's happening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I don't trust you just off of that. So you gotta try to salvage some degree of credibility and, and that's where and, and I think that's where they're at. And so if this win comes for Trump, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna really further it. But if he wins, and if he wins and they keep the Senate, they don't even have to win. The Republicans wouldn't even have to win back the House. All they would have to do is keep the Senate. All they got to do is keep what they have. Keep the Senate and keep Trump there. So much is going to change like like overnight. Like CNN's rhetoric is going to change because, again, you have to salvage your credibility. You know now that like this is it like this is this is it like the all and then what we'll know is that everything that we've seen was the the like the dying fight of a dying animal like yeah. the, it was the like the last scratch and claw and and making the roar or whatever that was it and they'll want to stay in business they'll want to keep their jobs so they'll start they'll start to pivot now i don't want to be an alarmist but November 3rd, Trump wins. There's riots. There's looting. I've seen certain people talking about their uh, the potential of a civil war. Do you think that could look like a realistic situation? 
or no i i think if if trump wins to be honest i think there'll be some maybe looting maybe some riots but i don't think it's gonna be as bad as what people like i've heard some people predict it will be and the reason that i don't think it's gonna be that bad is because this that's gonna be a moment of we're wrong about something like not like like for and i'm talking i'm not talking about the, the the foot soldiers that like steal the little sneakers or whatever no i'm not talking about that yeah. i'm talking about like the people that organize this shit yeah. and and them being wrong i don't think is going to change their heart and mind to like like come to the side of of that's truly for the people yeah i mean they're going to be like we got to change our tactics like like this is not like if anything, like rioting and looting right now is going to fucking make people vote the House Republican in two years. Yeah, at that point, that's like that, that might just be your saving grace. Yeah. So like so like we 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 got to we got to change. We got to change things up. And I think what you're going to start to see is a pivot away from like a lot of cultural staples that that we have now because because you have to because one it gets hard to argue with results and two like if they ever want a chance to like get any sort of power back down the road yeah they got to change they they got to change their approach so i don't really think that it's going to be as bad as some people predict it's going to be in terms of like riots and and looting and so, I mean, I imagine some of it will, but yeah. I, I don't think that it's going to be like super, super crazy or anything like that. Uh, Nothing that we haven't seen, at least. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it, it's interesting where everything is at. But Trump is officially back on the campaign trail. He's in Florida. Actually, he's in Florida right now as we do this episode uh, at a rally. Yeah. Clear of COVID doing his things he was very excited to to get back to it um now i've seen this number put out from a few different news sources this is crazy this is crazy if this is true so biden and um i'm sorry pence kamala harris debate shattered records like it did way better than than the 2016 pence uh kane debate mm -hmm. the trump biden debate didn't do as good as 2016 numbers but they were they were up there yeah. i think that says something that more people i mean the trump pence the trump biden the all these fucking names over these white men no <laughs> but uh the uh uh white cisgender males uh the trump biden debate still did better than the pence kamala harris debate but the pence kamala harris debate did better than the vice presidential debate of 2016 and it was upwards of 50 million people so imagine imagine the notion of 50 million people getting a very clear and concise messaging from Pence like they did on the day of the debate. That's pretty big. Yeah. But after like the whole debacle with with the second 
the presidential debate between Trump and Biden and that whole thing, which we got to get into that whole Steve Scully scandal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Almost forgot about that one. Um, Trump did a radio rally with Rush Limbaugh. He went ham. He not only did he go ham, but it, that radio rally apparently is one of the was one of the biggest events in radio history. Wow! And it had fifty million listeners. I thought the radio was dead. <laughs> Trump brought it back. Um, Make radio great again. <laughs> now, granted, I imagine some of those were 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 like cross-party listeners like they're still listening in but those numbers gotta be pretty scary for for biden well that and remember we said like okay no second presidential debate you got to mobile you got to take advantage i mean yeah you really should have like a big and and he definitely is but i'm talking like right now like 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 detailing these numbers those numbers are massive like I mean, as the the com- the competition, like I would feel right now, like Ja Rule and Irv Gotti going yeah. against Fifty Cent, Eminem, and Dr. Dre, seeing those numbers is like, uh, what are we, what are we really doing here? And really, like to also have your like to trend on Twitter for the the Iran comment, I think also bolsters you because then you start having to. Look at foreign policy, or like looking at the results. It was like, damn, this motherfucker's talking. You know, if you fuck around with us, we'll fucking blow you to smithereens, type shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I think people rock with that type yeah, of shit. To be yeah. honest, even if they don't vocalize it, I, I think deep down they rock with it. That and, and for, the, for for the leader of their yeah. country, yeah. And and it's shown results. It's shown results because again, let's not forget. And it's like it's coming day by day. Um. Nobel Peace Prize nominations. Nobel Three. Peace Prize. Yeah. Three no, now. there's a fourth one. There's a fourth? Yeah, I think there's a fourth one from a Swedish show. Uh, yeah, I haven't heard ah, about dude, a fourth. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, so 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 oh, that's wild as fuck. I know for sure there are three. Yeah, they all about for the Middle East. But if there's a fourth, that's no that's next level. Three from the Middle East. There's another one. It was from uh, ah, Kosovo, and I forgot. I, it's like you're gonna have to. Because cause people are like, oh, wow, this is trending. He's saying he don't fuck around. Then you're going to have to kind of at least look into the foreign policy stuff. That's what I think a, a person that's going to vote should look at that. And foreign policy has been very, very, very strong, especially in the Middle East. Yeah. Like, you know, we're I mean, not even talking about the China stuff. I mean, well, perfect example. Perfect example because I recently rewatched the the Mike Pence-Tim Kaine debate. From four years ago and in that debate they talk about certain terrorist attacks and mind you at that point in time the head of isis uh al-baghdadi was still at large and then soleimani wasn't a thing i mean he was a thing but like they weren't like talking him in, about him in the mainstream and i and it's i i just remember that because i it was referenced in that debate and it made me stop and think, like, damn, four years ago, like, there was a lot of shit still happening around the world. Remember in Paris, that, that concert attack? Oh, dude. That, I mean, and that's just, a, that's really just what was happening. Because Europe was a mess. You're right. Europe was a mess. Let's not forget, seven countries were involved in a situation in the Middle East. Iran, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Syria, 
Israel, Iran, Russia, or Russian mercenaries attacking U.S. soldiers, Turkey involved in, in all this stuff. For a while, to 2016, 2017, it was looking a little scary. Like, okay, now there's seven countries involved in this. Yeah. How do you go about your situation? Yeah, and, and like the point that I'm making is like, terrorism and terrorist attacks were a thing that people had to fear it was like a thing it, it, it happened regularly like in different places around the world you don't hear about that anymore and that's because they've been they've been wiped out they've been demolished they've they're, they're all fucked up they're on the run that's a huge accomplishment you know what i'm saying yeah. and and i think that's why you get that Gallup poll that says that 56% of people are better off now than they were four years ago because there's there's truth to it. There's results to back that up. Yeah. Um, before we get into the final segment, I do want to touch on the Steve Scully situation. <laughs> uh, so as we mentioned previously in the episode, uh, there was going to be a second debate by the debate commission, but that didn't happen because they started throwing out the idea that it had to be a virtual debate. Why, if the president was going to be clear of COVID at the time, which he now is clear clear of it, yeah. and at the Pence-Harris debate, they had those 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 what plastic barriers or clear yeah. barriers or whatever that you could do. You could take precautions if you're that worried about it. So why does it have to be? Virtual. virtual doesn't make any sense but when trump mentions steve scully i think it was in a fox interview i want to say it was on hannity i think he calls him a never trumper after that a tweet from steve scully at anthony scarimucci who used to work for trump but now hates his guts and is like a anti-Trump goon. Scare Steve Scully tweets at Anthony Scaramucci. Should I respond to Trump? Very weird, very mysterious, very cryptic. But it sort of makes it seem like they're all working together. Oh, and then he deleted the tweet and said he was hacked. Yeah, and then he said he was hacked, but like no police report, no report. And anytime these people say they were hacked, that's always the case. And they always say that they're hacked for, for different things that they could get in trouble for that would discredit them. And from what many different like third-party sources are saying, like C-SPAN is fucking like fuming at dude. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, you wow. because you're you could essentially destroy their credibility because more or less how you alluded to previously in the episode, C-SPAN is supposed to kind of be removed. From the filler and the noise yeah. so like that gives them a bad look it's like man like people actually kind of trust us because we're not throwing the big production and here you go with this shit yeah so that's 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 pretty bad and and it made them it made them look bad and i think it made a lot more people feel okay with there not being a second debate because if it's going to be some skewed ass shit yeah um I threw out just like I'm not. I wasn't the only one, but I threw out the idea that this should be this could be a chance for Joe Rogan to give the people what they want oh, and dude. do and moderate the debate between the two. But Biden would never do that. 
just like I don't think Biden would ever do a debate with like an like an independent people because I don't think Biden would do a debate where he doesn't have the moderator in his pocket. Yeah, I I don't think so because it look at what, the, what like the current situation of them getting pressed on packing the Supreme Court. They're flustered and like this is really the only real question or thing that they're being pressed on and it's throwing them off. So imagine imagine what like a moderator like Joe Rogan or any like good moderator would do. Man, it it throw them off like totally totally off rail, totally off the track and and expose a lot of their inconsistencies in the promises that they're making. And let's and, and this is another um Another thing too with the whole Joe Rogan situation, when Joe Rogan threw that idea on Twitter, Trump immediately immediately said, "Yeah, I'm down. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it." And I think that makes you look good as yeah. well. I think his responses show you what what he's on. Right? I got COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Mm-hmm. You got to get through it. You got to fight it. I mean, it is what it is. I think that's the right message to send. I mean, because that's really the only message to send. Yeah. COVID-19 is here to stay. So can we stop pretending that we, we can control this? You know what I mean? That's one thing. So don't let it dominate your life. I'm here. I'm not going to close the economy. I'm not going to do these type of things. Same thing with the Joe Rogan debate. All right, let's do it. All right, whatever. I'll be on the show. You, you need me to be on the show? Uh, well, let's do it. Of course not. I think it'd be a good strategy for him and his campaign to highlight that. Like, because they did challenge the Biden campaign to a debate with, a, like, some independent people. It'd be good strategy to highlight that and bring it out to the public's awareness. Yeah. Because then it, it it shows the transparency of the Trump campaign and the policies like listen i'm down to have a debate i'm down to talk about these things the debate commission was on some bullshit but i'm down why won't dude accept the debate with independent people like what what does he have to hide and then you bring up the steve scully thing is like yeah you feel comfortable when you have the guy in your pocket but when it's independent how come you you're not down now you it's a win-win if it's a win because if you get the debate good hopefully like you change up your approach a little bit from how you went about it the first time yeah but if he doesn't take the debate and there is no debate he doesn't accept the the challenge you still win because you you've you've exposed that they're not down for a real fight yeah yeah. you know so either way it would be it'd be a win-win um but yeah, that's pretty much like where things are on on the campaign trail. We'll we we will see. <laughs> um, <laughs> so crazy. You don't know what the hell's gonna happen. It seems like no, yeah, like a movie. Man, like an M Night Shyamalan movie, really. It's <laughs> like what the fuck is next? So so wild, so crazy. Yeah. Well, who knows what's gonna happen? Um, one thing, um. Before we get into the next segment, this will be our 199th episode. So we're going to try to put something together decent for our 200th episode. Um, Too decent. Yeah, we uh, 200th episode coming coming up. So as you hear this, you're listening to our 199th episode. And then 
the, the episode that you hear next week will be our 200th. We've been so busy. We haven't actually even discussed any ideas for episode 200, but we will. And we'll have we'll try to have something decent for our 200th episode. Uh, and, and for the people that have rode with us for 200 episodes, God bless you. God <laughs> bless you. Uh, you've, you've rode with us through a vast variety of topics. And for anybody that is like, man, you know, the politics, the politics, the politics. It's a political year and politics are really dominating our culture. Yeah. Um, we've thrown in splashes here and there, oh, yeah. but like of other things. But I mean, when, you know... Once this election is over, I'd imagine the new cycle will more or less normalize a little bit and, like, you know, we'll find other topics. But, but thank you guys. It it really means a lot. Um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for the growth, all of that stuff. Thanks for following us on social media. Awesome. Uh, so final segment today was the first day of the Judiciary Committee hearings for Amy Coney Barrett to be confirmed. Cory Booker cried. Not really, but he almost <laughs> he pretty much damn near cried. Uh and he said that he he cannot vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. Like we didn't know he was gonna do that. Mr. Fucking Grandstand dramatic just to say what well, we already knew you were gonna do. You could have kept all that bullshit and say, yeah, I'm not gonna vote for her instead of do your whole spiel about uh, abortion and and all this fucking shit that what a that, soy boy yeah <laughs> what a queen um oh, God. Uh, what I gather from this is they don't have a lot of ammo on her that's that has not even been about her from their side this is like it's unprecedented people are dying from COVID and we're dealing with this us doing our job. That's all. So you're crying. You're just gonna cry and pout. Is that is that what this is all about? Like, out of yeah. the one, out of the. It's like a cry session. Yeah. Just why? <laughs> no, did you see that that part? There was the, a, a Amy Klobuchar's opening statements. She looked dead at at, at, at ACB, and she was like, "Why?" <laughs> and, and ACB just like was. She had no. She didn't know how to respond to that. <laughs> that shit. She's like, uh, 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 Ma- uh, Madam Senator, uh, I don't understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that and then Amy <laughs> just <laughs> cries like that one fucking guy from the from. The <laughs> <laughs> she, no, that, uh, that, that didn't. That didn't. That didn't take place. But it might as well have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Because that's essentially what was what was going on. A waste with, of air, really. Like, like. Yeah, very much. Very ask much. questions. Ask about her. Oh, well, and, this is and, what I think. And to be honest, anybody that's tuning in to these hearings, um, the the Democrats could be putting the final nail in the in their coffin because. If you think about it from a, a third-party standpoint and you think about it from the outside looking in, Trump is doing what Obama tried to do, what any president in power would attempt to do if they were in office and they have the Senate. Yeah. There's no argument that what he's doing is unconstitutional. 
uh, they've pretty much dropped that argument because first they were throwing that out, unconstitutional, unconstitutional. Yeah. Well, where doesn't say that. Then they were throwing out the whole Ruth Bader Ginsburg, oh, her dying wish, her dying wish. Well, I mean, that's not really... Lindsey Graham, though, basically started started it all by saying, listen, I'm just going to give you what Ginsburg said. The president is not president for three years. He's a president for four years. So let's give Amy like the respect that she deserves for this not you know for for, the, for this hearing and and we could go from there. I'm not I, I don't suppose that we're going to agree on many things, but let's give her the respect and let's always remember that Ginsburg even knew that you're president for four years. So like basically taking their argument yeah and being like it against them yeah like you guys you guys are off your rocker and we'll we'll see yeah. So if enough people out there feel like what Trump is doing is not wrong, which I don't really hear anybody expressing that much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I heard more, way more outrage about Brett Kavanaugh because of the whole Me Too shit more than with with um, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah. Then if, if they're looking at it like, well, it's just it's just business is business, then the Democrats right now putting this lady through like. They're not giving her anything, and nor will they give her anything to the degree that they gave Brett Kavanaugh. But even anything close and unnecessary like that, I think it's going to leave a a really bad taste in many Americans' mouth. And they might be like, yeah, fuck the Democrats, man. Yeah, especially right now with with the whole polls and the way they've even handled the, the debates, like the mainstream media. Oh, Pence lost. Trump lost. I think... They're at the point where they're at the point where, like, remember when when Bain said, "Oh, a citizen has the has the detonator, yeah, and I will blow." It. But like, really, like, yeah. do, do you can? You, and he made it up. It's so crazy how he 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 dressed that whole thing up. He's like some unsung hero, <laughs> <laughs> like, motherfucker. You you have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like. People are going off of fear and they're looking at this, but we know you have it. We know you have the 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 the, the fucking trigger. So like, can can we really? Do you guys really? You guys only have that like the little scare tactic. Do you really want to go hard on Amy right now, or do you just want to kind of get through with this? Let the numbers and the show see what it could do for you, or do you want to just go ahead and be like, oh fuck it? Yeah. It's yeah, it's bad. And another thing that's not going to bode well for them, which could be another thing, uh, another reason why maybe Biden was in Las Vegas recently. Uh, we were talking about in the previous segment is Trump has been touting open up, open up, open up. Biden has actually said he's willing to lock things down again. And he's he's thrown out the whole idea of a mask mandate, this and that. Well, Las Vegas greatly relies on, their economy relies on tourism, things being open and everything like that. Well, reason I bring that up is because this may not be very good for them. As we like have this episode, there's a a story developing right now. I don't know like how deep that they're, they're into it, but the World Health Organization is now saying that the lockdowns are actually more dangerous than... 
being open up. So if these people that like, I mean, I don't really trust the World Health Organization, but if like that becomes the sauce, the Democrats really are not going to have anything anymore. Like they're yeah. they're that this how, depending on how this story develops, it could take away their that trigger that like that you spoke of. Yeah, that that, that the detonator, that, the detonator that supposedly you know. So again, like this stuff develops. I mean, not just week to week. This shit really develops. Day to day, hour to hour. That's why you should follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes because we're on there, we're active. And then you follow me personally at Kill Cartoon. Follow him personally at RX Phonics. Um, oh, you were gonna make a point earlier, and you said I'll save it for the next segment. Was that the point? No, no, no. I, I ended up getting into oh, you it. Get, yeah, get into about it? when we got into the polls and the metrics and everything like that. Cool. Um, yeah, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. We're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.